and welcome to Cavus Hour. I'm Jerry Wilson. I've always been fascinated by the story of Elijah, specifically after his confrontation with the priests of Baal, when the king of Queen and Israel ordered him killed, and he ran away in fear for his life. It would sound like he doesn't have much faith despite the miracle he had just witnessed. However, recall that Elijah never died. He was taken up to heaven in a whirlwind, in a chariot of fire pulled by horses of fire. Also, remember that when Jesus had his transfiguration on an unnamed mountain, the two Old Testament figures God chose to appear with him in front of the apostles were Moses and Elijah. This should give you a pretty good indication of how highly God thought of Elijah. Elijah underwent what many people undergo after a spiritual high, namely, crushing depression. God's response to him was neither grand and grandiose, nor scalding and scolding. Instead, it was a still, small voice telling him what to do next. No comfort, yet no condemnation. Instead, an unspoken reinforcement that Elijah remained God's chosen one. There's a lesson in this for us who, like Elijah, struggle with the depression monster. Sometimes the healing doesn't come in the form of what we would typically consider healing. Instead, it comes in the form of somehow finding the strength to get on with the business of what we are supposed to be doing. It comes with the affirmation that we are not alone and God can use us even when we find ourselves fighting overwhelming waves of believing we are useless to God and man. This doesn't necessarily take away depression's sting and sorrow, but it can get us through, even when we're having difficulty believing that God is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit.
There's a difference between hatred and jealousy, or envy, which is pretty much the same thing as jealousy. It's easy for people to say they hate someone they envy or are jealous of, but it's not genuine hatred. You hate only the ones you love whose response to your love has been hurting you. The ones who, ironically quoting a line from Alanis Morissette, promised they'd hold you until the day they died, but they're still alive. The employers to whom you gave your all out of professionalism and respect, who in return gave you neither. The family members who have been anything but family. It's easy to say, forgive everyone everything. It's a lot harder to do. It's challenging to remember Paul's words to the Romans. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. It's difficult to remember the Apostle Jude's words, but even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander, but said, The Lord rebuke you. It takes hard work to remember there is such a thing as righteous anger. Sometimes we are right in being angry. Sometimes.
One thing Twitter and other popular social media channels promote, albeit somewhat unintentionally, is the illusion of equality. A celebrity or public figure tweets, you tweet in response. On the surface, the tweets look the same, but they're not. You can respond to something Elon Musk says, and they are indeed on the same platform upon which everyone can see what you've said. However, the reality is millions upon millions of people follow Elon Musk on Twitter. You and I, let's say the numbers are noticeably smaller. Thankfully, social media isn't prayer, in which the Almighty God actively listens and responds to us as valuable individuals. Another sadly interesting element of social media is how it freezes in time those no longer here. We can read the last posts and tweets of those who have moved on. Some have their pages lovingly preserved by family or friends. Others, well, they remain forever as they were, until whichever service they are on ceases to exist. Death has always been present among us. Lately, however, it seems to have become omnipresent. There is life after this life, one for which we are wise to properly prepare for, by placing our faith in the one who died 2,000 years ago, yet lives. Leave no regrets. Tell others you love them and give freely of your love. Love yourself, not in a narcissistic spirit, but as a precious creation of the one true God. Love yourself by giving yourself to, and believing in, the one who loves you so much he died for you personally. Jesus wants to spend eternity with you. Do yourself a favor. Oblige him.
All of the music in today's show comes from the Prayer Chain's 1995 album Mercury, which they have just re-released on their Bandcamp page. The band is also planning on doing one, hopefully two, concerts next year to play the album in its entirety. I am hoping against hope, but I have reason to hope with a certain amount of certainty. One of the shows will be in Southern California. I imagine the other show will probably be in Nashville for all of the industry people. But the show in Southern California will be for those, you know, real fans. And I will definitely be there. So, we're going to finish off by playing all the rest of the tracks off the album. Take care and God bless everybody, and we will see you all again right here next time on KFAS Hour. Bye-bye.
Thank you.